3: You are listening to The Dan
1: Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It's hour two on this Thursday. Dan and the Dan, at Dan Patrick Show. There's one guy sitting probably in his breakfast nook in Arizona listening to that. Carl Mandick, one of our listeners. Mean spirited. Good sport, though. Yes, he is. Yes, Paulie. How
4: do you think Mrs. Mandick feels right now? Uh,
1: Welcome to the program already in progress. We'll talk to Mick Cronin. That's Mick Cronin. I like to call him McCronin. Just it's one word. But uh, the UCLA head coach will join us coming up. And uh, he's one of the stars of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. He's the new Captain America. Friend of the show, Wyatt Russell, will join us coming up in the final hour of the program. I think we have a poll question, right, McLevin?
5: We actually have not put one up yet because I wanted to pitch you a a really mean Patriots poll. Okay. Is it fair to ask who has a brighter future, the New York Jets or the New England Patriots? Uh, Because I was going to put the Bills in, but I think the Bills would win that. Yes, they would.
1: Uh, The fact that you're putting the Patriots in with the Jets is, is an interesting starting point. But you're looking at the Jets. They have cap space, draft picks, and they didn't have to trade up to get the quarterback they truly won in Zach Wilson. They'll get something for Sam Darnold. It's a fresh start there. New coach, maybe a new outcome. You still have Belichick and Kraft there. Now, I don't like some of the personnel decisions that they've made. They did spend a lot of money. They haven't been great in the draft. And, uh, in fact, Robert Kraft, the Patriots owner, had this to say about Cam Newton's performance because – You know, Robert Kraft was talking about this team. It was sort of a State of the Union address by Robert Kraft, I guess. And uh, he talked about the weapons or lack thereof.
6: In fairness to Cam, I'm not sure he had the proper weapons around him last year. And then he got COVID and there were a lot of things that happened. And I don't know that Jared has ever really gotten a fair shot. So we have to wait and see what happens.
1: All right, Uh, Jared Jared Stidham. Uh, Robert Kraft also had this to say about Tom Brady leaving New England
6: after 20 years he was entitled to make a decision that was what he thought was best for him and where he was and you know we gave him the ability to do that and you know it's like marriages sometime. no one knows on the outside everything going on, and you try to balance it a lot, and it is what it is.
1: Whatever that means, it is what it is. But uh, they allowed him to uh, seek employment elsewhere, and uh, we, of course, know how that ended. You know, this is a story that just continues. As long as Brady plays, it has to do with what New England should have done with Tom Brady. Tom didn't want to stay. He wanted to have fun. Played for a guy who has fun, got some weapons, brought some of his buddies in. That's what he wanted. Late in his career, wanted that. And the chance to maybe compete and win another championship. Yeah, Seaton. Robert Kraft also said really the
7: teams who draft well are the ones who are consistently good. I don't feel like we've done the greatest job the last few years,
1: and I really hope and believe we've seen a different approach this year. Mm. Mm. Okay. okay. Now, what would be different? Isn't it the same person who's making these decisions? It's uh, a single person. The different approach this time is drafting better players. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah, I never understood that, that the Patriots don't do a great job at drafting. And this time with free agency, they spend some money, but that's as much as you get out of Robert Kraft talking about the, uh, the Patriots, the Patriots way there. All right. 877-3DP-SHOW email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter is uh, handle at DP show. Baseball's opening day, full slate of games. And uh, we toyed with the idea, Yankees, Dodgers, or the rest of the field. It might just be the Dodgers considering what they have, but you know, you got, you got some teams there. you got some teams in the National League. I don't know if the American League is as formidable. You know, you don't have the Red Sox in there. The Twins are probably the second-best team behind the Yankees, or the White Sox are in there. But, you know, you're still looking at the Yankees because all else fails, they'll buy somebody, they'll spend, they'll trade for somebody later in the season. Uh, coming up, we'll talk to Mick Cronin and, as I mentioned, Wyatt Russell, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Quarterbacks have dominated the coverage of uh, pro days so far. And they could go one, two, three, four on April 29th. But there's a chance that's not the strongest position this spring. Once again, you have great wide receivers. I'm going to put Kyle Pitts from Florida in there amongst the wide receivers because he's going to be a top 10 pick, maybe top 5. But uh, Pitts is listed as a tight end. Jamar Chase at LSU was great on his pro day. He ran a four three eight, if that matters to you. Pitts and Chase uh, might lead the class, but Devontae Smith's a Heisman Trophy winner, and I was told yesterday by a source, he's not the best receiver coming out of Alabama. It's Jalen Waddell, in his opinion. Now, this is the same person who said, Jamar Chase, this is, what, six weeks ago or a month ago when, when he said to me that Jamar Chase was the best wide receiver in the draft, and he didn't even play last year. I got some information here. Uh, Spent a, a good portion of yesterday and last night just talking to a couple of people here. And I wanted to know, it feels like the experts, the consensus is the Niners traded up to get Mac Jones. This is what I was told by a source. Yeah, I know Kyle Shanahan loves Mac, was told personnel department is still hoping to change his mind to Trey Lance. I get that Mac fits what he does, but man... I would want a lot more with that third pick. That's going on with the Niners, according to a source. And then I said, it feels like they could have gotten Mac Jones maybe at six instead of three. Um, and then I asked about Sam Darnold. Now, Carolina is a team that still wants to move up. Um, you know, I mentioned the Niners a couple of weeks ago moving up. Denver has wanted to move up. Carolina wants to move up. But if they can't, then what do you do? It's like if the Niners couldn't move up, they were interested in Sam Darnold. And I asked my source, "Okay, knowing what you know with the Jets with Zach Wilson, what did the Jets do? And my source said the Jets are hoping for a second round pick for Sam Darnold. They'll settle for a third. And my guess is Carolina, if they aren't able to move up, they would uh, be interested in Sam Darnold. So that's just some of the information that I had yesterday from uh, one source and then uh, spent some time talking. I, I, I was just watching the pro days yesterday and then uh, reaching out to a couple of these guys. Um, this has to do with another source. Uh, two teams who need quarterbacks both said they believe that Mac Jones to the Niners is a done deal. Uh, let's see. Uh, My source, then another source said, you know, the Niners and Shanahan are the only ones who know, but I'm hearing that Trey Lance makes more sense with Jimmy G being a bridge quarterback this next year. Shanahan prefers a more mobile quarterback, regardless of what Mac Jones ran. He's not athletic outside the pocket. He's accurate timing, touch passer. But inside there's discussions of Trey Lance or Mac Jones? Yes, Paul.
4: Isn't John Lynch the GM and in charge of all decisions out there? I think this is Kyle Shanahan's decision. From then, what I
1: was told yesterday, Was
4: so John Lynch just looking good and hanging out there? I mean, well,
1: he made the trade, but this right. is Kyle
4: Shanahan. Now here's a fallout. Let's say it plays out like you said, and with the fourth pick, Atlanta has Trey Lance sitting there, and maybe they're not—they weren't planning on replacing Matt Ryan so soon. But would that be could Atlanta pass? They're not usually in the four spot drafting.
1: I don't know. I don't have a source with anything with Atlanta, but, you know, they could take Kyle Pitts and give Matt Ryan a great target here. Or they could say, you know, how long is Matt Ryan going to be our quarterback? And do we dare pass up on a Georgia native and Justin Fields or we take Trey Lance as well? Um, And both of the uh, sources I talked to yesterday said the same thing about Justin Fields. Everybody's going crazy over his pro day. It's because they fell off the the bandwagon here. There was no reason to fall off the bandwagon with Justin Fields. You know he's he's athletic, great arm. Uh, you know played well in that big game against Clemson, but it feels like we've seen a little too much of Justin Fields. We like the mystery. Yes, McLovin.
5: Is it too crazy to uh, theorize that it could go one, two, three, four, five quarterbacks? I know the Bengals are five, but somebody would like say the Panthers might trade up to five. Because these guys are all in the mix. I mean, that would be really unprecedented.
1: I thought that somebody was moving up, if it was Carolina, Denver, or it was going to be San Francisco, to five where the Bengals are. But, you know, you're not going to be able to get the quarterback you want probably at five. I mean, you get the last quarterback, it feels like. Let's say you go Trevor, you go Zach Wilson, you go Mac Jones. What's Atlanta do? Do they take Trey Lance or Justin Fields? and then you're there at number five, and then you're taking what Atlanta doesn't take. I, I don't like being in that position. I don't like going, oh, we'll get a quarterback. I want to get my quarterback. And if Mac Jones is the kind of quarterback Kyle Shanahan wants, then that's the guy that he's going to draft. And it might not come as any real shock, but these are two teams, two guys in uh, player personnel who said, and they're in the market for quarterbacks, they both said separately, they hear that Mac Jones, Jones is a done deal to the 49ers. But another source said to me last night, I'm hearing <laughs> there's still people on the inside with the Niners that are pushing for Trey Lance. So we got a month to go. Let the games begin. Four weeks from tonight. Yeah, Paul.
4: It's so fascinating to look at it because the draft board, like you said, fifth is Cincinnati. with Don't need a quarterback at all. Six is Miami, which is a team that is set at quarterback? Question yes. mark? Yes. Right. Okay, so now Detroit, which nobody is talking about, is in the 7th spot. They missed out on Tua last year and went with a defensive back. They could be sitting there at 7 with Jared Goff and Justin Fields staring them in the face.
1: I wouldn't I wouldn't make that move.
4: Detroit should stay at quarterback for for now.
1: Well, I think if, if uh, the coaching staff and the GM both like Jared Goff and then you bring him in, like the last thing you want to do is now let me bring in some competition for you. You just got here. His confidence is probably a little fragile anyway. I'd be bringing in one of these wide receivers. You know, you might have Kyle Pitts there as well, although they do have a tight end, I think. Yeah, McLevin.
5: You sure, Miami? Like, I is that what... You know, it feels like they could surprise everyone and just pick the quarterback if he's there. But you know.
1: why not stay at three? That's a great point. Three, well, th- three, then you know who you're getting. That's why the Niners knew they couldn't go to two. It, yeah, they inquired, I think, about two, and then they realized that they were taking Zach Wilson, and then then they asked about Sam Darnold. It, you know, if they weren't going to be able to make the trade, then they made the trade with Miami. And then they, you know, then they cooled obviously on Sam Darnold. Yeah, McLeod.
5: Well, the reason I say it is because I read all these mock drafts, and everybody has a different opinion on who's better, Lance Fields or Mac Jones. So in my mind, I'm like, well, they're all equal, so why not get the fifth pick?
1: Fields might be a great bargain, you know. But it, they won't be equal in three years from now. Right. We'll look back on this draft and go, how did we miss that or think that? It happens every year. Where you go, how did we? How could we possibly have thought that? And maybe Mac Jones is, first of all, it's not fair to say, well, he's like Tom Brady. He's not. What? But, but tall, unathletic? Like, come on. Doesn't look great with his shirt off at the combine. Yeah, like, stop. Stop what? doing that. It's silly. Uh, so we can't, there's no other comp for him? How about Kirk Cousins? Probably more Kirk Cousins. And that's Kyle Shanahan's kind of quarterback, I guess. And then what happens to Jimmy Garoppolo? Because if you take Mac Jones, there is a feeling that Mac Jones will be ready to start. And then what do you get for Jimmy J? Do you send him back to the Patriots? What can you get in return? What do the Patriots need to give you? Yeah, Paul.
4: Can you imagine Mac Jones' first NFL game where he's a starter and there's defensive linemen rushing at him and all over the place, like this. I've never dev- had a pass rush before. Yeah, like two games in college, he had a pass rush. Like he gets sacked,
5: and be like, <laughs> "What's this? Hey, you guys, what are you doing? You're tackling me. I don't get touched." Yeah, it's McLeod. Are you hearing anything about the left tackles? Because I feel like nobody wants to talk about them. No. Then they're going to go <laughs> four and five, and this whole conversation is going to be silly.
1: Nobody cares about left tackle except but, for the quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, except everybody who wins
5: titles. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that's why are you a buzzkill? Who cares right now? Well, yeah, but I saw I'll let Rich Eisen uh, care about that. When he, that, I saw
5: Todd McShay had Penny Sewell, who we've been told is the greatest left tackle ever falling to 11.
1: I don't know if he's the greatest left tackle of all time, but, you know, he's he, he came with uh, great credentials there. You hear things about Penny Sewell has been mythologized. Yeah, I know. No one's seen <laughs> him play in two years, but. Uh, but there's only one Penny in my heart and that's uh, that's the house dog that we have here penny and by the way you can buy the uh, dog biscuits we have Penny's dog biscuits that are available on the website and it's really a great story about penny because penny was uh, a rescue by the big german who is the uh, director of the tv portion of this program and he adopted her and really she's a completely different uh, dog afraid of strangers and now she gladly takes treats from me and uh, the rest of the crew around here and you know we want to make sure stories like Penny's continue we're giving back 20 percent of all the uh, bang biscuit sales to handpicked partners in the pet industry but penny came from east coast canine rescue organization and she's a wonderful dog and uh by the way these biscuits they're called bang biscuits they're gourmet dog biscuits they're made from scratch healthy all natural ingredients and a one-pound bag comes with 120 biscuits there. And you can shop at danpatrick.com. Very proud of this. And uh, Penny, of course, is the, uh, the house dog here. All right, anything else, McLovin, that I uh, need to uh, be aware of here? Uh, Andre Drummond made his Laker debut, but then he got hurt, um, injured his toe. So
5: gross. Has that ever happened to you, his toenail fell
1: off? It has. I've had that with a finger, uh, but not, not with my toe. But uh, I think Lopez stepped on it, and that's why that happened there. Yes, he. My dad had that happen to him once, where his toenail basically got like ripped
7: off. and He described it as an out-of-body experience. It was like the worst,
1: the most extreme pain. Yeah, he's going to be out for a little while. Um, trying to think if there was anything else that happened. Uh, Nets take the lead in the East. If you care about that, yes, we close. Yeah, but you had us all panicking about the middle of last night. Well, because I'm watching the Rockets and the and the Nets. Where the Rockets
5: are why. First of all, why are you watching? That I kid? I know I have no idea.
1: I have no idea. I just sometimes I I feel sorry for teams. Nobody's watching the Rockets, and uh, so I thought I would I would watch them. And they were up by 17. Yeah, McClellan. I so I tune in and
5: uh, DJ Augustin is playing really well for the Rockets. I'm like, I didn't know DJ <laughs> Augustin had a son in the NBA. And it's already. And it turns out it's the same DJ Augustin who's been around forever. Don't
1: miss WWE's biggest event of the year, WrestleMania. Watch your favorite superstars compete in their most important matches. On the grandest stage of them all, sign up at PeacockTV.com to stream all the action live starting April 10th, only on Peacock. We'll take a break. He's the head coach of the UCLA Bruins. Does he think this has been a Cinderella story? Mick Cronin will join us coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. You're probably saying that dude has got a lot of energy. Yeah, I do. But I wake up every day, take M Drive, everyday supplement for guys with drive, and refuse to let age beat them. You know, I don't fold in the, you know, fold the tents like Todd does and wow. give up on life. <laughs> wow. Yeah, That's I do. It's pretty harsh. Though. Yeah. But we all face age. Age is uh, undefeated. But all that the
8: time cannot be
1: beat. Yeah. But uh, M Drive is packed with powerful ingredients, backed by science, helps keep me energized, stronger, leaner. Todd says more handsome, but your results may vary. Uh, So how do you feel today? How'd you feel when you woke up? How are you going to feel later today? Try M-Drive, mdrivedan.com. And if you go to the website, you'll see all the great products that they have. Free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee. Or you can get M-Drive at Walgreens, Rite Aid, and Vitamin Shop. Energy, strength, drive, works for me, It can work for you. Go to mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Refind your prime with M Drive, mdrivedan.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
0: terms and conditions
1: apply it is getting that time of the year it's miller time you don't need a watch or a clock to tell you it's miller time weather gets a little bit warmer all of a sudden the beer gets a little colder it's beer cracking season it it, whoa okay i don't know if it says that on the calendar it's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most it's a light beer that tastes like beer that's why i reach for a miller light And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories for 12 ounces. Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All terrain if you're going on and off road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com Dan. See their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com tire Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We'll get to your phone calls coming up. Settle on our poll question. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Pride of Cincinnati, Ohio, played high school basketball there. Mick Cronin, the head coach of the UCLA Bruins, joining us on the program. Not enough people talk about your high school basketball career there, Coach. Uh, you know, I know you playing for LaSalle, uh, all city there playing for your dad. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, who, who <laughs> plays the game the way you played when you were in high school?
6: Let's just say my team plays a lot better defense than I did. Okay. So- how tall how about your career when wasn't it
1: Mason? Yeah. Dominated. Yeah. Domination. But, yeah. But you read the stories, but we don't need to talk about my career. This is about your career. But <laughs> how tall were you in high school?
6: So I haven't grown same height, same weight, you know, five, five, seven, one fifty five.
1: And uh, your dad is a, a high school legend as far as coaching. Right. He's got over 400 wins.
6: Yeah, very lucky obviously to uh have great parents. Grow up the son of a coach, you know, coach Huggins and I used to always say we were products of our environment. You know, when you grow up in a gym, you just, you you obviously uh there's the osmosis process. You're learning how to coach, you're learning how to deal with players, you're learning because you go home, you learn how to coach things. You're a player, you you hear what the other players say. Uh, so if you're really training on the job. You just you just don't know it until until the day you go to coach, and you realize like you you know you probably were trained to do what you're doing your whole
1: life. How cool is this that you get to share this with your father?
6: Oh, it's awesome. You know, it's, I have a lot of friends in coaching, obviously, and you know some some guys their their you know, their dad's not around. Uh, you know, so for me, uh, just, just for him to get to enjoy this. To get, you know, to give back, you know, so many of us, you know, Midwest people, Cincinnati people, you know, it's uh, the west side, hardworking people. You know, my my dad had three jobs. My mom worked full time, uh, you know, so they they put three kids through private school. I don't know how the hell they did it, uh, but they did it. So, you know, when you give anything back to your parents, it's a great thing in life because obviously, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my parents.
1: If I told you a month ago that we would be talking today and it would have to do with uh, the Final Four, what would you have said?
6: I'd have said we got really hot from the three-point line. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't have said no chance, but I'd have said, you know, we, we, we had to really get hot from a three-point line. So we're a smaller team, Dan, and, uh, we got, but we do have guys who can shoot the basketball. Uh, and then the other thing I would have said was, boy, we, we, we really must have gotten better defensively, like way better. And that's really what's happened. That's really the story of what's happened for us since halftime of the Michigan State game. Uh, we've really just transformed defensively as a team.
1: But also, you know, you look at this, and it's hard to say UCLA is a Cinderella story. But, right. I, I agree with you. But, but it's still a Cinderella. This team is a Cinderella story, though, Coach.
6: Oh, yeah. No, I, I understand. Um, I, I, you know, if we win those last four of the regular season, we're not a Cinderella, and we could have won all those games. Uh, we had some really bad breaks down the stretch against really good teams. So, it's, you know, that puts you down on the seed line, and it makes you a Cinderella story. And then, look, you know, obviously, as you know, Dan, in L.A., uh, you know, it's big names. You know, you, the Lakers, they don't go to the – they don't win title without LeBron or Kobe, uh, you know, Magic, Kareem, same thing. You know, the Bruins have had so many – Great, great players. Uh, and we got very good players on this team. We got to see them some guys that are developing their chances to be professional players. But, the, you know, Kareem's not walking through the door. Bill <laughs> walking through the door. So, you, you, you know, it's new for UCLA to to grind their way to a Final Four.
1: What's it like, though, when you go into Pauley Pavilion, you look up and you see all those banners? Man, it's awesome, Dan.
6: It's awesome. Every it's day- not
1: intimidating.
6: I don't really look at it like. I just, you know, maybe I'm too, too uh, my Irish toughness um, doesn't allow me to, like, I don't think that way. I just think, I look at opportunity. I think you can't, I should, it, if you're going to look at it in, in awe of, oh my goodness, you know, look what I have to live up to, um, you know, that you shouldn't take the job. Uh, but I did study everything that Coach Wooden said at the end, Dan. I mean, when I got the job, I stayed up late. And there's he, a quote from Coach Wooden. He, he said, the only person that had to, had to deal with my expectations should have been my the, the, the first guy that followed him, okay, um, which was Murray Bartow. But, you know, after that, you, you didn't follow John Wooden. And this is him talking. You know? So he said, if they're thinking that way, that, that, that's the wrong way to think. So, uh, but anyway, you know, I just maybe it's my stubbornness, man. I just look at it as what an opportunity to coach where Coach Wooden coaches. I've met all his family. They're texting me today already. That's um, great. Yeah, just so many cool people. I mean, I'm dead. I'm friends with Kareem Abdul Jabbar. How cool is that?
1: <laughs> He's uh, Mick Cronin, the uh, UCLA head coach. By the way, uh, this just in, Roy Williams has announced his retirement. Are you being serious? Yeah just happened – yeah, Carolina just released this after 33 years as a Hall of Fame head coach, our beloved Tar Heels, Roy Williams, announcing his retirement.
6: Well, I I would say from the coaching community, uh, congratulations. Coach Williams is a great guy. And uh, side note, I mean, he's taking care of me, got me uh, hooked up down in Pinehurst to play some elite courses. (laughs) 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 So – I owe him now. He's going to be – I told him that now he's retired. Coach, come on out. We'll we'll, we'll play Bel Air. We'll play Riviera. We'll play L.A. North. Whatever you
1: want, Coach. Uh, Do you bother showing Gonzaga tape to your players?
6: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. One thing I can tell you, Dan, that, you know, look, obviously we're a decided underdog. That's okay. Um, But in my Big East days, uh, when I was rebuilding Cincinnati – Unfortunately, I have a lot of experience in being a double-digit underdog. (laughs) You know, back in 06, 07, 08. Uh, So, you you know, I had to deal with that quite a bit. And we're not looking to do this, but there was many nights that uh, we got beat six that we could have got beat 36. So uh, I have dealt with that situation. Uh, But uh, we'll see. But, yeah, you you know, we'll approach the game uh, like any other but also knowing it's going to be tougher than any other we've played this year.
1: Uh, how tough are you, though, to play for?
6: Oh, nah. I think, you know, what's funny, man, when you're passionate, what my players all know, For my problem right now, my Cincinnati players want to come to the game. They've all, um, they've banded together, sent me a text this morning. <laughs> they all want to come to the game. So I got ticket issues. Uh, when you're passionate. <laughs> I think people think, look, he's all over them, What they don't. It's encouragement. 90% of it's encouragement, you know, is that you can guard him. You know, you can do this. Uh, You know, I'm just extroverted with it. Uh, I'm outward with it. Um, So, you, you know, in practice, uh, you know, I think you got to bring energy. I learned that early. There's a great NBA legendary workout guy, Tim Gergerich, and kids they want they want to feel your energy. I learned that from him as a young guy when he was gave me a chance to help him work guys out. And, uh, you know, as you know, players want to feel a guy that's trying to help them get better. And and that's how you know. So they know that. So I'm not just barking at guys uh, to bark at guys. You know, kids wouldn't they wouldn't respond to that.
1: But I remember, I, I don't know if I met you at the University of Cincinnati when Huggins was there, but you were, like, video coordinator. I think you started out there.
6: Yeah, for nine months. Then, then you know, then he got smart and promoted. <laughs> oh, he promoted you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but the way Huggins held a practice was something unlike anything I'd ever seen before. <laughs> yes. Right. I, yes, I totally agree. Um, how would you describe how Huggins would <laughs> would hold those practices at Cincinnati?
6: Let's just let's just, you know, for uh, people on the outside, it's hard, you know, because so many people, I can't believe you said that or that, you know, but players get it. I mean, you know, when you get especially guy, you know, the guy guy locker room talk, it is what it is, Um, you know, in the outer world, academia would just don't understand it. you know, it's just how, how the kids talk, how, how it is at times. And, you know, again, coach, you know, Bob Huggins uh, coaches with love and I give him a shout. I would not be here if it was not for him. But when you coach with love, uh, the, the kids know it. So, they, you know, they again, they know you're not messing with him. You're trying to bring out the, be- the best in him because they know he
1: would do anything for his players the same, the same as I would. But I remember this is when Nick Van Exel was there. Yeah, And I just remember Huggins saying to the team as somebody who shouldn't have been shooting, he just gathered him and he, he, you know, a couple of cuss words and then he goes like, guys, this is your team. Do you want him shooting? Like, (laughs) like, and I, and I'm watching with the former Cincinnati great, the late Derek Dickey. And he said, just so you know, you're going to watch a practice and you're going to see something and hear something you'd never heard before. And he's saying to the players, you guys are accountable for what goes on on the floor. Do you want yes. him shooting? And the answer is no. You so right in front of this poor guy. I don't want to mention his name, but he goes. And... Oh, I know who was. I know who that was. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. It was just so honest. But you know, to yes. be brutally honest, like you saw what happened with Coach Izzo in the hall. Yeah. You know, like you, he loves his players, but can you coach like that? You know, you know, yeah. I mean, it's there and the visual of what we saw and right. we're all like, wow, coach, you know, get it yeah. together.
6: Yeah. The visual isn't good sometimes again, because you're on the outside. But what I, I would say is uh, two things. One, um, the kid the, 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 being honest, unfortunately Dan sometimes we're the first person that's honest with them about their basketball abilities. And they need to hear that. You know, let me honestly say, you know, what do you want? Okay, what do you want to do? You want to play in the NBA? Well, let me honestly tell you that you cannot jump shoot your way to the pros. Everybody else has told you that. You are going to have to defend your way to the pros. If you brought my friend Corey Blunt, who was on that team, on this show, yeah, tell you that his agent told him, uh, almost 30 years ago now that he need to go show everybody he could shoot. And Bob Huggins stopped him and said, don't you dare do that at the NBA combine. Let him guess because you can't shoot. <laughs> 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 you know, go rebound and block shots. And he's a first round pick and played 11 years in the NBA. So sometimes we're the first person to tell these guys the truth. Uh, and that, that, you know, that's just, you know it's unfortunate, but they need they need to hear it to give themselves a chance. And yeah, it's but the shot. I understand. You know, sometimes the, you know the visual of it's not always easy.
1: If if we had a um, coaches one on one of the final four coaches or three point, how do you uh, fare? The uh. So Mark I, Mark Few. You worried about Mark Few one on one? I'd say I'd say I'm six to five. Okay, all right, and that's one on one. What about three point shooting? So I'm six, six to five. Okay, Uh You, I'm are, just are, are,
6: you, you know, we're, we're all in bad shape. I think you know. I think Kelvin wins. Most importantly, who wins on the golf course? And I, I I got a feeling Kelvin wins that one. Yeah. You know, we Coach Sampson. And I you know we 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 get great friendship. Yeah. You know, I just got a feeling. He's sandbagging. We've <laughs> up to play, but we're very close from our battles, Cincinnati and Houston. So it'll be interesting, you know. But the days come we're finally gonna we're going to get to play. But I see, you know, we're look, we're all in the same hotel, which is weird. Right. So coach, you know, Kelvin and I have been talking for the last three, you know, we've been in this hotel 18 days. You know, hey, keep winning, keep doing it, keep winning. Guess okay, so we gotta win one more to play again. How wild would that be?
1: Well, congrats so far there, Coach, and uh, good luck this weekend. We appreciate your time as always. It's great to finally uh, be on. I've been a fan of the show for a long time. Well, man. I just said you need to go with one name, McCronin. <laughs> like just M-C-C-R-O-N-I-N. Like, like. Doesn't it sound yeah, like, I, a, like a cop show on CBS or maybe a movie with Jason Statham? McCronin. I
6: like No, I, I like that. I mean, he, you know, I've seen some of his girlfriends in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to play me. I'm, I'm all, you call whatever you want. Mick I like that. From uh, one Irishman to another. I appreciate it. Thank
1: you, buddy. Thank you, Mick. Bye, right, buddy. That's uh, Mick Cronin. Mick Cronin, UCLA head coach. <laughs> we'll take a break. <laughs> I told you I was going to say that to him. You're like, you, you're not going to say that to him. I said, Why not? McCronin. All right, let's take a break. We'll uh, come back with phone calls right after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or
8: stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. And Monopoly Go... You can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock.
7: And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You could trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what too is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item.
1: Choose from the full lineup of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. See their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to keep an eye out for the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why
2: I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, the Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime.
1: Roy Williams has decided to retire as head coach in North Carolina. North Carolina released the information. 33 years as a Hall of Fame head coach. Roy Williams announcing his retirement. Went to the Final Four nine times. Won three titles. They bowed out, I think, opening round to Wisconsin. Does that sound, uh, sound right? Trying to f- think back on that. Is that right? North Carolina bound out. Okay. But uh, yeah, Roy Williams. I don't know. Do you promote from within uh, who they have? Steve Robinson is yeah. a longtime assistant coach. Long time. Hubie is uh, Hubert Davis on that uh, yep. bench. Yep. As a you know former player there. So, he was a great player. I, I loved watching him. You know, Hubert Davis. Yeah, Paul. I always think when
4: Coach Williams is on our show, he, he always looks impeccable when he's on our show, whether it's a sweatsuit or a plaid sport coat. It's well-quaffed.
1: But the last time we had him on was pandemic, and he was in a barn or something, had a big beard. Yes, yes, Eden.
7: I got to tell you, though, uh, Roy, Roy Williams picking April 1st as the day to announce his retirement. It's very <laughs> poor timing. <laughs> You're right about
1: that. Very I, I, poor timing. I, April mm, Fool's Day? Oh, dear. Yeah, but North Carolina sent out the note, <laughs> the press release. Roy didn't. If Roy said, hey, I'm going to announce my retirement, did we get another source on this? <laughs> we just went with it and told Mick yeah, Cronin. Yeah, I know. Very poor timing. Yeah. Mick, Mick Cronin just, uh, you know, probably telling all of his friends, hey, the North Carolina job is open. <laughs> uh, Jesse in L.A. is back. Hi, Jess. What's on your mind today?
9: Hey, DP. Hey, bud. Uh, great interview with Coach Cronin. Um, that's, that's a great job there. But I got to chime in on the NCAA, and I have a word problem math equation if you'll stay with me to help the athletes cause here. Okay. So there are 931 student-athletes at UCLA, which I think we can agree is a major university. The California minimum wage is $12 per hour. And now most of these student-athletes have a cap on the amount of hours that they can practice and trade for their sport per week. Mm-hmm. It's regulated. It's called five hours per day on the high end, and they can do it through their preseason and season only, so six months at the high end. So if you've got 931 student-athletes times 12 times 25 hours per week times 24 weeks, that's a total minimum wage of just under $7 million per year amongst all athletes at a university. That's not chump change, but you're telling me you can't get boosters of each sport to chip in? Dan, I'm on the UCLA's rugby board. It's not even an NCA sanction, and that's a quarter of their donations per year. So, what I'm saying is pay these kids the minimum wage, boosters, extra money, not to mention tuitions. And like Jay Bill says, it's a fair market per athlete. We do it with the rest of society. Let Johnny Manziel. Make what their demand allows them to make. If we prepare young people in college for the real world, that should be lesson number one. Dan, that's all I got. All right. Let me ramble and and hope. Suck it, Carl, with a K, and go Dodgers. All
1: right. Well, thank you, Jess. Oh, it's good to hear from Jesse. Yeah, if there's a way to do it and it and it placates everybody, helps some people, uh, some you know student athletes there, and then it allows you to own your likeness, then like you should be able to own your likeness. But you don't. And I'll go back to the analogy I used in the uh, the first hour. If you sign an autograph, you can't sell the autograph. You can't sell the fact somebody wants your autograph. But the person getting your autograph on a jersey could then sell that jersey. And that doesn't seem fair. Now, how many of these players are going to be able to benefit? And, and, and I, that's a slippery slope, too. Let's say I wanted to... Um, Uh, I'm Alabama football, Florida football. But if I'm going to recruit somebody, let's say I got, you know, five offensive linemen. Our starting linemen, uh, we're going to have an autograph session. And you know what? We're going to pay you $50,000 each. Now, obviously, you know, that seems like an exorbitant amount. But, hey, I decided I want to pay you $50,000. Who's regulating that? Because now that's a impermissible benefit it feels like if the boosters are saying, hey, come on in, I hear that they give you X number of dollars to just, if you're a starter starting quarterback, hey, come on down to my car dealership, $100,000. For a guy who multi-millionaire or billionaire, like, would that be legal? And that I don't know. Because... That's you're capitalizing on your likeness, but it's really about the Alabama football program. You know, when Slim Pickens are, uh, was alive at Oklahoma State, uh, is that his name? Oh, no. Uh, Something Pickens. T. Pickens. T. Boone Pickens. T. Boone Pickens. Slim T. Boone Pickens. <laughs> I mean, he had billions. You could just say, hey, you come here, and this is what you get you get uh, $100,000. For, uh, you know, five appearances. The only difference now is you're going to have to pay taxes on that money. They were paying
4: people <laughs> yes, years <sir. laughs> ago a bag with 100000 Now it's going to be a check for $100,000. you are going to have to pay taxes on
3: it.
1: Yeah. Like, you're going to have to, you know, make sure that people know, declare this <laughs> kind of income. Yes, he... Yeah, but now doesn't uh, T. Boone Pickens
7: get to write off his donations instead of... Well, he would have if he was still Right, he alive. would have. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I'm
1: saying boosters then, right? yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a club.
5: Yeah, there's a, everyone knows there's this black market there that's already existing, so might as well tax it, right?
1: Yeah, I wonder if you, if you want it out there in the open where, you know, now I have to declare this income. But I, I, I don't know. I, I, can you get a stipend? Uh, is it fair to give a stipend to all athletes or just uh, the football players? Or what if the basketball program is bigger than, you know, the football program? Then, how much do you get? How much do you get if you're a starter? How much do you get if you're not a starter? Like it's you try to make it equitable, and I don't know if there's easy answers here, but it's being argued in front of the Supreme Court right now. Paul in Iowa. Hey, Paul, what's on your mind today?
10: Hey, Dan, first up, you know, I gotta give an apology to Carl Dickman out in Arizona if I would have known that my words yesterday would be remixed. And thrown at him again today. No, nah, I still would have said it. <laughs> uh, so one quick point though, um, the people most up- upset about Roy Williams retiring is definitely Longhorn Nation because now they're not going to get the best coach of the off season. But to my main point here, I'm Dan. I'm I'm the line between Gen X and Millennial. I'm 26 years old. I live 15 minutes from the Chicago Cubs AAA affiliate in Des Moines, and I just cannot be brought to care about professional baseball. The last time I said, ooh, I need to watch that about a baseball game was getting a notification about the Cubs' rain delay in 2016. How does baseball reach younger people that think soccer, hockey, basketball are more exciting to watch than baseball?
1: That's a big question, Paul. Thanks for the (laughs) phone call. That's a multi-million, billion-dollar question. If I had that solution, I might not be here, but – Yeah, it's tough because you you just you lost a generation. I feel like, and I felt like you know when you had World Series playoff games starting later, like you you lose the experience of either going to a game or watching a game. There's something lost when you watch the highlights the next morning, but you're able to stay up to watch some of these games. But if they're going to start at nine o'clock or eight thirty, and you don't get to see it all the way through and, and all that drama and that's what brings you back plus being able to afford to go to a baseball game to experience the baseball game everything that goes along with that and then to want to come back. I always encourage people go to spring training games you know if you if you've never taken your family or your children spring training it's it's more casual it's fan friendly, it's cheaper and you might come away with the more positive experience there still watching baseball, great weather, and the, and the players are far more friendly, user-friendly. User yeah, Paul.
4: I have some buddies who have sons, and uh, one of my friends, his son plays baseball all the time, and he also watches baseball all the time. It's very extreme. I have buddies who have sons who don't play baseball. They don't watch a second, but my, my, one of my friends, his son is a Mets fan. He watches every minute, every night of his team. It's like if you play baseball, you're probably going to have the same team as your dad, and, and that's it, or you're not going to have it at all. It's very extreme.
1: And I said this yesterday, and, and look, I still love watching baseball, but how many of these players are, you know, tune-in factor? And I said maybe 10. And, and there's so many games each night. You no, know, it's, it's, it's a surplus of games. Instead of, hey, I remember the game of the week, and that was so important to me. It didn't matter who was playing. It was the game of the week. Now I can watch every game of every team. And then, like, Francisco Lindor just signed a $330 million contract. I would probably have to tell you, by the way, he plays for the New York Mets. That shouldn't happen. Final hour coming up. He's the new Captain America, Wyatt Russell, from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And more phone calls coming up. One more item as we close out the second hour. It's LifeLock. That's what it does. Takes your life and locks it up in a good way. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives because every day we put information out there on the internet and there's identity scams. They continue to increase. More people looking for ways to protect themselves from cybercriminals. In fact, 60% of Americans believe that it is likely that identity theft will cause them a financial loss in the next year. That's why you need LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect... A wide range of identity threats, like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information has been compromised, we'll send you an alert. You have access to dedicated restoration specialists if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what is yours with LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year promo codes Patrick, 1-800-Lifelock, or go to lifelock.com promo code Patrick for up to 25% off.